Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast, where you'll hear right from the source how people like you have been able to buy and build their businesses across different industries all over the country. Dan Claps is the co-founder of Career Transition Leads, Nurture Assist, and Find a Business Online. Christian Dadalak is a franchise consultant with Find a Business Online, and he heads up business development for Career Transition Leads and Nurture Assist. He also runs an independent franchise consulting business, The Franchise Guys. Together, they formed relationships with hundreds of successful business owners who are excited to share their stories with you. Now, here are your hosts, Dan and Christian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Founders Podcast. Uh, today, we have with us a very special guest. But first, Dan Claps, my co-host, welcome. Hey, Christian. How you doing? Good, man. And then uh, today, we have uh, Eric Martin with Happiness Brands. Really excited to have you on, Eric. Uh, for those of you that don't know Eric, uh, Eric specializes in helping people who have outgrown their current career path and are seeking uh, more fulfillment in what they do uh, for a, a, a living and explore the world of franchising. And so as the vice president of franchise development, he's responsible for the growth of happiness brands, uh, which currently consists of home services concepts, lawn doctor, mosquito hunter, and eco maids. The happiness brands development team with its nearly 100 years of collective franchise sales experience has helped Lawn Doctor, Mosquito Hunters, and Ecomades grow to nearly 850 franchise locations nationwide. Uh, Eric is a native of Nebraska, resides in Omaha with his wife, Sarah, and their four lovely daughters. Eric, thanks so much for hopping on. Really excited to have you on the Franchise Founders Podcast. It's great to be here, Chris. And that was a, a lengthier bio overview there. So thank you for sharing all that information. And yes, I am an Omaha, Nebraska native. I am not a Cornhusker fan. I'm a big Notre Dame fan. I'll just put that out there. I do follow college football pretty closely, but go Irish. The fall will be here before we know it. But uh, love being here in Nebraska. Love being here with you guys. Thanks a lot for the opportunity to spend some time with you. Absolutely. We're super excited to have you on. So I think a good place to start is just to learn a little bit more about you and, and how you got into franchising. Something that we ask all the time is... How did franchising find you? Because oftentimes it's not so much that we find franchising, but it finds us. So I'm curious to hear your story a little bit. That's a great line. And I use that often. Uh, and the member of my team, Sharon, who oversees Ecomades franchise development, kind of taught me that line. It, we don't find it. It does find us. And I spent a career uh, kind of going back, you know, um, spent some time in Indiana and Illinois with school, came back to Nebraska, settled in, got into some sales and began my career with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, actually, and, and moved into the car sales division and learned a lot about working with people, uh, sales process and how to communicate. And that kind of moved me into medical sales. And I spent some years in that doing some medical recruitment. I recruited doctors and nurses around the country. And taught me a lot about kind of a longer term cycle. It wasn't a quick turnaround, it was a lengthier process. And a good friend of mine uh, got into franchising with a company here in Omaha, a senior home care franchise concept years ago, and uh, actually brought it to my attention and said, hey, would you have some interest? You're, you're good at consultative sales, you're good at working with people, longer term process, I think this could be something you might like. And I started looking into it. I knew nothing about franchising. I knew there was McDonald's and Subway, and that was kind of where my knowledge ended. And this whole new world opened up to me. I had a great mentor and a great team to work with. I learned a lot, met a lot of great people like yourselves in the industry. I just kind of spun out from there. And that seems like yesterday, but it's been going on 13, 14 years ago. And I feel really blessed to have had franchising find me. 
and get into this industry and the relationships that I've uh, been fortunate enough to create have been incredible. And I just love what I do. I have a passion for it. I love helping people and just helping them make a good decision. Is business ownership right for you or is it not? Let's figure that out. I think it's just, uh, it's magical when that comes together. So it got in my blood. I can't get rid of it. I'll be in it as long as the industry will have me. And I just love be doing what I do. Yeah, I love it. I think this industry really is, is unlike any other industry out there. I've been in the financial industry before, and that's very cutthroat. It's not collaborative at all. It's very competitive. So coming to the franchise industry is very interesting because people that in, in all respects really are competitors are sharing a lot of best business practices and sharing the, you know, how to, how to help more people realize the American dream. So I've always found that to be, to be fantastic. Uh, so how did you get involved with happiness brands then? Fortunately, uh, a good friend of mine who's in the industry and actually works with a, another concept, he had been in my position at Lawn Doctor at the time, the vice president of franchise development. And through some kind of discussion and, and a CEO and founder of Lawn Doctor, uh, Happiness Brands, Scott Frith, um, had reached out to me based on, I think, a referral from my good friend and said, hey, we're, we're looking for someone that can spearhead not only Lawn Doctor, but help us take the next step and move into happiness branch, which we can talk about a little bit. So for me, it was just a really cool opportunity to be presented with. I was, I was nervous. I knew it was going to be an undertaking and, but I knew it was a great opportunity and a, and a big next step. So Scott had reached out. We had a lot of discussions, a very lengthy process, and I'm not certain how many others were being talked to, but he ultimately selected me and I feel very fortunate. So Scott brought me on board and lawn doctor at that point in time was about a 530 unit chain and we built that now to pushing 650 locations. But in 2018, we acquired Mosquito Hunters. And about a year later, uh, May of 2019, we acquired EcoMaze. So all of a sudden we had one brand and a ton of uh, infrastructure and a great team behind it. And we all felt we can do this for other service concepts as well. And we've built out a great team. We've added to our, our corporate team, our support team. We've done so many incredible things over the last three, four years to really make happiness brands stand out in the community as a home services platform. Uh, we're not a franchise sales organization. These are all in-house deals that we work. We're all involved with support teams. And what I love about what I do is our team can help people in and we get to see them grow and flourish as franchise owners as a part of happiness. We call it eggs in the nest. We have a lot of eggs in the nest with nearly 850 locations around the country, but it's so cool to see people come in and kind of grow up with us and have opportunities down the road to potentially grow into different verticals within the happiness brand system. And that's a really appealing thing for our types of candidates is it's not just maybe starting a brand and growing in terms of territory, it may be growing up with happiness as we continue to expand and add great new service concepts that it can complement other businesses that they may have within our system. So really cool what we're doing here. Very excited. To, we're in the earlier stages. It's only been a few years, but we got a bright future ahead of us here at Happiness for sure. I've always been impressed by the commitment that you constantly make towards your franchisees. I remember when we first started Career Transition Leads in 2016, we worked together with uh, with Lawn Doctor on, on an initiative doing um, helping with finding potential conversions, uh, owners of, of businesses that would potentially want to convert into um, or sell their business to the franchisees and become a part of that larger 
uh, entity. And I, I thought that was such a commendable project you guys are working on, providing an opportunity to franchisees that they can expand uh, through acquisitions and giving them that platform or other initiatives you guys have done. Um, I was curious, could you talk about, across all your brands, I know you have a pretty robust lead generation process. You have an in-house digital marketing team that you're utilizing for consumer. Um, what was the motivation for that? A lot of companies outsource that. You guys have that, I believe, mostly in-house. What, what was the motivation to that? I, I think it's, it's twofold. I think, number one, the world has changed. We've all been conditioned to you know, the changes of Amazon and Uber Eats and this kind of instantaneous gratification. And with so many things happening in small business, there's so many moving parts. And we said, we can centralize this. We kind of look at ourselves as how would U.S. Bank, for example, market? They wouldn't have a local bank manager handling hiring, staffing, dealing with customers, doing local events and ground giving. Oh, by the way, manage all of your digital presence. That's a big undertaking. We've got a very experienced team and some quality vendors that we've worked with for years that can take that off of the plate of a franchise owner. Not, we never want to tell an owner you, you're not good enough to do this, but there's just too many moving parts in media, as you well know, Dan and Christian. I mean, every week, every month there's changes and you have to be very nimble. So we felt kind of using that U.S. bank mentality, let's centralize where we can, let's run media efficiently, economically feasible for franchise owners when you have hundreds and hundreds of locations, you can really drive down your costs on media and fees and get a good CPL and a good cost of acquisition for a franchise owner and really serve as that kind of conduit, if you will. So we want to take that off the plate. But secondly, we want to free up the owner. You know, we, we feel like we can do it really well. We've got years of experience and it's proven to drive demand and fulfill demand for franchise owners, but it gives them an unfair advantage as we see it to really own their backyard be a good manager, do the right things with hiring, take care of your customers because retention is critical. Focus on maybe increasing the value of your brand and different services. Let's do upsells and let's focus on that and on the ground game. You do the home shows, you do the sponsorships, do the cause marketing, do the outreach, do the hiring locally. Let us centralize where we can to take that off of your plate so you can outshine local competition when it comes down to service and response. And that's really the model we wanted to build Beyond that, we added a call center. It's actually better uh, described as a sales center. We call it our dojo at Happiness Brands, but we have agents in different time zones. They're all employees of Happiness Brands. Some are in our corporate office in New Jersey, where you guys are at. Others are around the country in different time zones. But when that phone rings for a franchise and when that lead form parses in, going back to what I said about Amazon and Uber, you got seconds to engage a customer today and have a captive audience. So again, in the spirit of centralization, we said, why can't we do this? We can market for owners, we can drive demand, and we can also fulfill it with that sales center. So calls are answered in two rings, form fill leads within minutes. We're engaging customers, getting credit cards on file, setting up for the owner so they can reach out to that customer at that point and start the servicing schedule and focus on that relationship. So, so many cool things, as you guys know, that we've built here to make life easier for a franchise owner, but more importantly, give them that advantage that so many don't have that are doing everything to the cook, the cleaner, the bottle washer. Let's free up that owner to be the best and shine locally. That's going to help us with retention. And in that scenario, everybody wins. When you think about owning a business, I have family members that have home service related businesses. And not only does that call center increase conversion rate and help with sales, but it's also a quality of life standpoint, right? I think about my cousin that owns a uh, 
uh, a home services business. If an Angie's list lead comes in or home advisor lead comes in, I've been at dinner with him where he's like, I got to walk out and he takes the call, which he should, because someone's got to get back to them immediately, like you mentioned. But it's, it's time consuming, right? And he's living by when leads come in and when they don't. You guys are taking that off the plate of the owner so that they don't have to worry about if their phone is ringing, uh, someone answering that. That's, and they can focus on what they do best. That's fantastic. And it's hard, really, when you think the scenario you described is spot on. But even as you get a little bit more experience for a local small business person to afford a good salesperson or team and manage right. that individual, hold them accountable, provide benefits, which we do all of that heavy lifting for an owner. So this being a shared service, we get good talent. We can pay that talent well. We have a commission structure set up with them. And our owners love it. They love the fact, beyond what you said, just they don't have to answer every call and every lead form and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose business if I don't leave my kid's game and do this. We can handle that for them, take that off of their plate. And it's consistent. Because a lot of people will think about this. When you run a business and leads are coming in and calls are coming in, you're taking all of those in a normal franchise system and doing that pitch every single day, multiple times a day, the stress of getting back to leads at night when you're done doing what you need to do during the day, it's overwhelming. And guess what happens? It's, an, it's inevitable. Business owners start to focus on people that paid them yesterday as they should. They start to let go of people that are looking to pay them tomorrow as they shouldn't. When you start drying up here, even though leads are coming in, your inbox is doing this because you're doing a great job here, but you're losing a lot of business. And we've you know, created a method here to take care of that. We're handling those leads. Great experience, consistent. That's what it's all about is that wow moment, that user experience, the customer goes, wow, they actually answered the phone or they actually sent a message to me after I asked for a quote on my property, whereas that might happen two days later. For, for somebody who's trying to handle everything at the local level. So in this world today, it just makes total sense. I won't say it's easy. It was a huge investment of time, of capital to build out this sales center and create these cool marketing programs to centralize for owners. But we've changed the game as we see it in franchising and giving our franchise owners that unfair advantage. Which is obviously fantastic. One of the, the biggest questions that we often get when we're speaking with a franchise candidate is, where am I going to get my customers from? So you all help with that. And then not only that, but you're helping them with a lot of the back end and fielding those calls. You're getting the phones to ring, but then helping them to get to those leads as quickly as possible so that none of them are falling through the cracks. And so again, and we talk about this all the time on the podcast, but that's why sometimes it's, why are you paying a royalty? Well, these are the types of support systems why you are paying a royalty because if you were to do something like this on your own to build up that infrastructure, the massive investment that that probably took, that is a huge undertaking. So to have that level of support behind you as a new business owner is just unparalleled. So I think that that's a huge value add that you all that you all provided happiness. I thank, thank you for callers. that. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry to interrupt you. Pay, paying those callers, especially in New Jersey, is no small small feed. I know from experience, it's a lot of work and for a business owner to do that and deal with unemployment claims and health insurance and workers comp. And you guys are taking that completely off their plate. Taking it off the plate. And you guys know this as well as anybody I speak to, we all speak to a number of candidates and people kind of know bits and pieces about marketing today, but it's become so scientific. It's, it's more science than it is art. 
Uh, and you know this with career transition leads, Dan, kind of working with Facebook and other social forums to create demand. But when you start thinking about all the moving parts, most new business owners, first-time owners, and even some seasoned owners, they don't know. They know terms. They have a general sense. Oh, I understand pay-per-click. I, yeah, I know Facebook advertising happens. I get retargeting and display and SEO. Administering that, running that, and getting efficiencies is a lot different than just knowing the terms. So when you start thinking about what we're doing, our media team has over 20 people. We have business intelligence people that are looking at cost of lead, and we're, we're looking at weather patterns for our seasonal businesses and when to turn on the nozzle for paid search, for example, based on weather patterns. It's a lot of science and having the right keywords and using single adword groups and knowing what people are searching for and what's converting. When you think about that, combined with the fact that a normal franchise will just say, look, Dan, Christian, you're an owner. Here, here's a vendor. Here's somebody that we know and, and we endorse. Give them a call, work with them and see what they want to do in terms of cadence and meeting with you. You're thrusting somebody in who really doesn't understand digital advertising and trying to make them a quasi-local expert. And that doesn't tend to work out with our team. Not only can we do that for them, but it drives down the cost. When you look at media fees, heck, with happiness five, six years ago, media fees, if someone spent $10,000 on pay-per-click, three grand of that was going to media fees, not to us, but to vendors to run that for them. We said enough's enough. We want to centralize it, bring it in-house. We've driven those commissions down in media fees to about 7%. That delta of 23 plus percent is plowed back into media for a franchise owner because those vendors work with us and we administer. It's taken that off the plate of that franchise owner. So it's really cool, not only from an efficiency standpoint, but from a cost standpoint for an owner to get more business, more leads and more conversions doing it in this, this particular way. Makes sense. And I mean, one of the questions I was going to ask earlier was what is the big reason why a new franchise owner or candidate should really be choosing happiness versus a lot of other brands in the industry? Well, I think we, we answered that question, right? I mean, all the support systems you provide, driving down costs, vendor relationships, but a lot of it being done in-house so the, franchise doesn't, the franchisee doesn't have to. That initial learning curve, there's, there's always going to be an initial learning curve in any business, of course. But that way they can focus on managing and running the business and focusing on those, those revenue driving activities and not necessarily getting inundated and, and into the weeds with some of the things that maybe they aren't an expert on. And so I, th I think that that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, so obviously just to pivot a little bit then, all of the brands with happiness are in the home services industry. So I'd like to talk a little bit about why home services? Why is why home services and why home services right now? What's your perspective on that? It's a great question. And I get it a lot. And I talk about this a lot. And I think about really the two driving forces in our, our country, really in our world. You've got baby boomers, 78 million, staying at home longer, aging in place, living longer lives, kind of all categorized in that can't do it right? Services, projects around the home, outsourcing it more. Now behind that, you've got the millennial, 90 million in that generation, a third of our country's population, essentially. They value time. They value their life experiences, their friends living their best life. I've got one, so I feel comfortable talking about it. I'll lump that group into the don't want to do it category. So you got the can't and the don't, and it's really this convergence, if you will, of these two generations driving really decisions, driving business, driving the industry of franchising. When you think about home services and you have that can't, don't want to do it mentality, 
kind of coupled with the fact that home formation in this country is expected to double over the next 15 years. Why is that? That's the millennial. It's kind of that growing up, moving on, moving out, starting their families, kind of, you know, transition happening. So home ownership is starting to grow. So we're seeing this kind of baby boomer, this millennial, this home formation doubling, and really just a lot of people that don't want to do things anymore, or they simply can't do them. And that's really where we fit in. That's why home services has become a $600 billion industry. And it's, it's accelerating every single year. So when I talk to candidates about business ownership, I, I start off with remove the widget. You know, that's not the, it's important. You want to embrace it, understand it, feel comfortable, know that people are going to buy it, which we can show you that. Don't focus on that. Reverse engineer this. Let's talk about why you want to have recurring revenue, why you want to have retention of customer, why you don't need to necessarily look into something that has high cost or fixed expense with bricks and mortar or build outs. You don't need that in a business like this. There's more community involvement. There's a little bit of a heavier lift as an owner locally with your ground game, but it's much more cost-effective to get in. And you can really scale this and build this over time and create meaningful value and revenue, get your family involved. These are things people find attractive when they start looking at franchising, right? So it's kind of, is this an investment I can handle? Who is my customer? Can I keep them? How do I get them? How do you help me do that? All those things are kind of being considered, but when you remove lawn care or you remove cleaning or you remove pest control, get that out of the way and start thinking about the business model. How do I build this, get into it and scale it? That becomes very appealing to people combined with all the things I kind of touched on with the boomers, the millennials, home formation doubling, and just this massive growth of this industry. It starts to become really compelling uh, to, to a potential candidate. So I would tell you in my experience, kind of the lower the investment, the heavier the lift locally, the heavier the involvement of an owner, the higher the investment, typically the lower. So when you start kind of looking at home services, we're typically going to be on that lower scale. But with all the cool things we're doing, as we've talked about, it's just incredible to see owners coming and having the success that they're having as quickly as they are. And the reason is, is they can really focus on what matters locally. And we can plug in and do a lot of that kind of high level advertising and media development to help them grow. So that's how I look at it. I'd be curious to get your guys' perspective as kind of being on the other side of the fence. What, what do you see when you talk to candidates, Christian, in particular, when you describe home services? Is it similar how you position that? Absolutely, 110%. Now, there's, and, and I'm sure you get this too a little bit. Sometimes there's some initial pushback. I don't know anything about home services. It's not a particularly sexy business. But I, I think when you position it the way that you did and you almost reverse engineer it, set the widget aside for a second but let's really think about what the business is offering and why the business of home services is a really great place to be because of the demand. There's a lower barrier to entry because it's an initial investment that's much lower than a brick and mortar concept. And, and most people, most candidates we speak with, they have these misconceptions that franchising is food. It's McDonald's, it's Subway, like you mentioned, but it's so much larger than that. You can think of just about any industry I think of and find somebody that has franchised a business in that space. And so I think with home services, it offers people a breath of fresh air and another opportunity to get into franchise business ownership that maybe they didn't realize existed before. And they realized, oh, I thought I was going to have to spend a you know, million dollars to get into a business or half a million bucks, but I can get in for, for a lot, uh, a lot, quite a lot less actually. 
and and uh, really utilize some of my skills and get that recurring revenue and capitalize on this growing demand. And and I think franchising at this juncture in time is really bringing a lot of white collar sophistication to what have traditionally been blue collar industries. And in home services, traditionally, not many people answer the phone and it's easy to kind of stand out from some of those mom and pops that I'm sure are good people, but they don't have the infrastructure in place to really deliver the same level of service that a franchisor, especially like happiness brands with all of that infrastructure in place can, can really deliver. And, and so that's, that's what I would say, but Dan, what, what would you say? What's your, what's your take on that? Well, in, in our firm, when we're talking with clients, we try to first 